0: Welcome to Get Up In The Cool, old time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Bill Meyer. We recorded this last week at his home in Seattle. Get Up In The Cool is free to listen to, but it's not free to make, which is why I'm so grateful to folks like Jason Gardemeyer, Get Up In The Cool's newest Patreon supporter. If you want to join them in making sure I can keep this up every week, visit patreon.com slash getupinthecool and pledge an amount that you can sustain. Stick around afterwards and I'll tell you how to keep up with Bill Meyer, but first here's our interview and jam. Enjoy.
1: snowbird in the ash bank okay bill um, meyer welcome to get up in the cool thank you yeah thank you uh thanks
0: for letting me into your home <laughs> on the saturday morning
1: so where did you get that tune uh that is from uh fiddling of oscar wright oscar wright
0: yeah i don't actually know where oscar wright is I from think he's
1: from i think he's from west virginia okay um and uh He's more well-known for his banjo playing, Okay. but uh, he's, on, he's on several of the cuts on those uh, County uh, Climber banjo records. Oh, very good. Sure. Yeah. Very famous.
0: But this is a recording, uh, you got this from a recording of his fiddling then. Yeah. 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 Oh, very good. Yeah. I was talking to Johnny now oh, yeah. about who I should record, and... He couldn't recommend highly enough that I come and talk to you and hear your fiddling <laughs> and get your tunes. Yeah. Uh, so I'm really excited to be here. And um, I wanted to ask, when did you move to Washington, to the, the Seattle area? 1980. 1980. Yeah.
1: Where, where were you before that? I was in Michigan before that. Okay, very
0: good. Uh, I wanted to ask about the old-time music scene. In the Pacific Northwest okay. at that time okay. because I <clears throat> I grew up in Portland and I didn't start playing all-time music until I moved away and I want to know more about what the scene was like, what the community was like yeah. back then. Well, Were that, you playing it back then? What was I playing? In the 80s? Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So you're a perfect yeah. person to ask. Great, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean when I first moved here the um, Hurricane Ridge Runners were uh-huh. playing, and uh, uh, I think you know soon after I was after I moved here, um, Paul moved to uh, California, and I think the band kind of broke up after that. Mm. Although I end up playing with uh, Mark and Jerry mm. quite a bit too during that time. Yeah. So, uh, and Armin Barnett is another one who's. Uh, you know, big part of the scene in Seattle. Uh, was a great source of material and tunes. He did a lot of field recording, and he's a great player.
0: My uh, my feeling of the, the old-time scene today is a lot of people who don't necessarily have bands or groups. And yeah. when I hear people talk about like the Seattle area or the Pacific Northwest in general, um, they usually talk about specific bands. Like Hmm. what was the social versus uh, professional kind of divide of old time music back then? I don't
1: think there really was one. You just, you had a band or, or you went to parties and played music. Okay. Great.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so did you go to a lot of parties and play music, or did you yeah. mostly play in the band? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. no. I, well, I, I did both. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: I, I've heard about so many um, performance-oriented iterations of old-time music back then, and I'm curious, mm-hmm. how did audiences receive old-time music then? What was the attitude about it?
1: Well, it's just... Good music, you know. People enjoyed it. Well, nobody kicked me out of any place for playing. So.
0: I agree that it's just good music, <laughs> but also people have historically had all of these associations about what it means to play uh, old-time, you know, country string band music, yeah, and things like that. Uh, did you run into those like preconceptions about what it meant to have a band with a banjo and a fiddle in it, or? Uh, or did people? Or were people just generally open?
1: I, people are generally open to the music. I mean, I just I just like playing tunes with people. Basically, that's to me that's more fun than uh, than actually playing in a professional situation playing gigs. When you so play a fun. gig, but do you I you really just like of, just
0: playing tunes. Do you just sort of play tunes with people? And you happen to be doing it in front of other of other people, or do you change the way that you play? No, that's great.
1: Play, (laughs) appreciate that. Yeah, yeah.
0: So you came from Ann Arbor. Is that where you started playing old time music?
1: I would say I started out in. Well, I started out in uh, my first kind of acoustic kind of music was just in the folk era in the '60s and uh you know listening to the it's usually guitar and banjo you know how how um, old was, were you then oh uh, i was in high school you're in high school yeah okay. yeah and uh um, in in high school uh we had a there was actually a folk group that i got to be friends with there were like three people that had a folk trio and mm. i got and then and from them i got a lot of the uh I learned a lot about music folk music and blues and some old time and uh, when I was in high school I was I would go to the public library and look for stuff just music related folk music related Hmm. and I found something called the Harry Smith anthology (laughs) and uh, that really really changed my life I guess um uh I heard all this music that was recorded in the 20s and 30s, and it just kind of blew my mind. What else do you want to play? Let's try uh, this Cotton Eye Joe. Oh, there you I learned that from uh, uh cassette tape of Dan Gellert playing that at some point. Ah, uh, very good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, he definitely incorporated both of those versions.
0: Yeah.
1: So the, the Bob
0: Wills and the Carter Brothers yeah. versions? Yes. That's, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, I like that little figure. Uh. thing is cool yeah <laughs> i like that guitar <laughs> players hate that one though <laughs> it's like what's going on <laughs> yeah, yeah it took me a minute to figure out what was going on man. yeah yeah what an ten? all right so you were listening to like folk revival music in the 60s and, and,
1: and that, you're that there, took me to that harry smith thing was just uh finding that in the public library was just like a Fluke, you know, yeah. I just listened to this and I had no idea what is this stuff. And, and it hadn't been around I, for that long at that point, right? No, well, it, it was recorded in the early 50s and released on Folkways. Okay, records. so yeah. Uh, and I think I listened, I think it was probably 64 or something like that when yeah. I, I discovered it. So. so, how did you get
0: from listening to the Harry Smith anthology to playing traditional music?
1: Oh, I just uh, I mainly started doing stuff on guitar. I mm. played a lot of uh, John Hurt kind of music on the guitar, and uh, eventually I started picking up the fiddle and uh, uh, you know learned a few few tunes. Do you and, remember what sh- first tunes you learned? Oh, uh, uh, actually, one of my f- favorite fiddle records from that era was. Uh, Byron Berline oh, yeah. <laughs> and the uh, and the Dillards, it yeah, the two of them that made a record of just Texas fiddle tunes. So, I learned one of those tunes, which was kind of a lot to learn for your one of your first tunes. But yeah, I that seems it. a little challenging. Yeah,
0: I, I'm curious, how did you go about finding tunes to learn? Oh. Because there wasn't much
1: around the, the, the sources. Back then, were like county records, Sure. and uh, so there but, were a lot of reissues on county records. So that's where I started getting them. But material. you didn't have a
0: search engine. How did you know where to look to find them? Were they just at the
1: record store, county records, or well, the, if you can order their catalog, and then they, you have a catalog and you can see what they released? But so, like, how did you hear about the catalog? I you know, through through you know. Other people, you know, I can't remember exactly.
0: Yeah, it's just like, I mean, as, you know, my generation's first generation to grow up online. Yeah. And, like, by the time I I started being curious about things, about finding my own stuff, that was how you did it. And it's, like, a little bit hard for me to, like, imagine, like... Yeah, you had Getting to work it, for it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <Because> <laughs> you had I take to work, to, had to, work to find stuff. Now, <laughs> nowadays, you can just go to Slippery Hill and right. find whatever you want. Thank you, Larry. So, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. Not to denigrate that at all. It's wonderful. It's, it is wonderful. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. It just seems uh, like you you got to be real motivated to do that work and to know how to do that work and where to look. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you remember any people specifically that introduced you to traditional music? Uh, I, I'm trying to, like, understand what happened between you finding the Harry Smith anthology at the library and finding other recordings. I know
1: I, I, I have a, a good friend from college who's who so I still know who lives in Seattle, David Kahn. Okay, And he, um, he and I have been playing music for a long time. So we've you know, you know, played different types of music, old time and bluegrass and other stuff. And,
2: uh,
1: but uh, I think going to festivals and hearing other, uh, other musicians playing, I you know, get inspired by that, you know, the Highwood String Band back in the day, yeah. and uh, uh, music like that, and people more from the tradition as well, like Tommy Jarrell, and uh, mm. did uh, you get to see Tommy oh, yeah. Jarrell play in person? Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, several yep. times. Where? Where?
1: In uh, Ohio. This is where where I saw him
0: at like a concert at a festival. It was... Or?
1: it was at a it was a concert it was part of it was part of a, a festival you yeah. so. well let's play another tune what's next okay. on the list well let's see how about going to uh key of D yeah sounds good what's what's the tune well uh it's the tune called J.B. Mm-hmm. Miller's Hornpipe okay and it's uh um, From a guy named J.B. Miller who lived in Lexington, Kentucky. And he ran a a violin shop, but he also played old-time music, I found out, after I was looking for a violin at his shop. And so I I, uh, recorded a few of his tunes. Lovely. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. Called uh, J.B. Miller's Swap Pipe. (laughs)
0: To <laughs> yeah, Thank you. Is. Thank
1: you. How much stuff did J.B. Miller have recorded? uh there's a few tunes that are on one of the the rounder collections of uh, music from Kentucky. Hmm. I can't remember the title of the album, but hmm. it's one of the rivers, the Hot Ohio River hmm. or something like that. I don't know. I um, it's a very showy.
0: It is, yeah. He Dude, was he that. was a no, he
1: was kind of a noddy player. Yeah, so.
0: yeah. Uh, I especially like that one little figure with the double stops. Yeah, at the at the top of the yeah. B part. Can, yeah. you, can you play that again? Sure, if sure. people didn't catch you that? Yeah. that's... i love that <laughs> i i don't know if i've heard a a tune do that no
1: before. no it's that's uh, unique I just, yeah it's like why not
0: it's right there but
1: yeah
0: <laughs> yeah i really like when fiddle tunes start kind of blurring the line of what is ornamentation or arrangement versus what is the melody so who did you play with in ann arbor before you moved out here
1: well, I when I moved back to Ann Arbor, I, I got together with my uh, friend David and Martha Burns and uh, David Kahn, Martha Burns, Craig Johnson, and Becky Peoples, and we were all playing this type of music, so we decided to form a band, and uh, so we would play every Sunday afternoon mm. at this bar for happy hour, so... That that was what we did for maybe three years. What was, it was the name really of the Art the Argo Pond String Band. The Argo Pond, Pond String Band. band. Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I think I met Martha
0: Burns. I think she would come to um, the Gennaro Festival in the Poconos. Oh, I think so. Pond. So I'm yeah. pretty sure I've met yeah. her there. Yeah. 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 The Argo Pond. Argo Pond yeah, String
1: Band. Yeah. Very good. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. For three years,
1: just like oh, once yeah. a week. Well, that's that was our gig, yeah. I and mean, we played all the time. So. What was the venue again? It was uh, it was a bar. It was happy hour. Yeah. Mister Floods. was the yeah. name of the place? Mister Floods. Mister Floods.
0: <laughs> very good for when the yeah. Argo Pond floods over, <laughs> right? <laughs> or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, very good. So, how long were you in Ann Arbor before? Um, well, I went to school there, so uh, I saw a lot of actually old time music in. In Ann Arbor, they had a venue there where they brought in, you know, like the New Lost City Ramblers. Yeah, and uh, Doc Boggs came with Mike Seeger. Wow. Doc Watson. Wow. Um, Doc Watson, I saw a lot in Ann Arbor.
0: What, what was was there a particular
1: venue or festival in Ann Arbor that these mm-hmm. musicians would come to? No, it was a place called the Canterbury House, and um, there was a another part of the folk scene was a, a, a place called the Ark. But I didn't really go to the Ark until later hmm. in, the, in the in the 70s when I went, moved back to, to Ann Arbor. And uh, that was another venue. The Ark was another venue that had brought in traditional music as well as, you know, folk, folk artists. Sometimes
0: when folks from your generation describe this the scene yeah. um, back then, it, it sounds like it was... People everywhere were listening, like consuming, and making, you know, old time or other traditional musics, and, and I don't know if it's just because I'm hearing a very specific niche uh, being described, or sometimes it just sounds ubiquitous. And I'm I'm just curious, like, how many people were coming to these shows, you know, like coming to see Doc Boggs at the time.
1: Or well, like you know, any, I mean, uh, they had other they had other other people come in that were maybe would attract more people. But it was it was always a big crowd when I went there to the Canterbury House. And, yeah, and uh, does it, to the arc as well?
0: Does it feel different to you from how things are now for old time music? Did it feel more popular then
1: or less? I think it's. More popular now than it ever has been, you know, and a lot of people are playing, a lot of young folks like yourself are playing, and uh, there's endless material to to dive into, and it's, uh, you know, it's a pretty fun thing, and it seems to be going just fine, (laughs) doing just fine.
0: (laughs) It's been interesting to hear fiddlers that are my age or younger who are specifically Listening to 70s revival, oh, yeah, old yeah. time musicians, that's an interesting concept, revival, oh. revival, yeah, music, yeah, yeah, right. I get a real kick out of that, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah, that's very true. Well, we're, 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 the, we're the geezers now, so yeah, well, um, s-
0: someday there will be a, a It's just a recursive loop of revivalism, and it'll just keep turning into what it's going to turn into. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe that's what folk music is. I don't know. What what else do you want to play, Bill? Oh, I've got a
1: lot of. I got got a few tunes here that would be fun. You know what would be fun? Um, I've got an A tune, and I've got a, a G Dad tune. I got a couple of F tunes. So what? What do you want to do as far as your banjo tuning? Well,
0: I'm, I'm basically in my F banjo tuning at the moment. You are? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, it's just well, G with an A on top.
1: Let's so. try the Bob Will Stomp
2: and see what okay, happens great. with that. Okay, yeah.
0: Spooky tune. It is. <laughs> uh, I'm always so interested in tunes that don't really hang out on that E string. They just stay low. They stay low. Well, that's yeah. that's one of them. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that's great.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're saying- also known. Uh, I've heard a couple other versions of that uh, Mormon preacher and uh-huh. uh, uh, Big Timber. I think it's called. Big Timber. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Are also called? That that Bob Bob Wills just called it Bob Will Stomp. Yeah, but that's.
0: people use those titles for this tune as yeah, well. Yeah, right. I mean interesting. Yeah.
1: Where yeah, where did
0: they get the title Mormon Preacher? I don't know. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Bob Bob Will Stomp. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's how I learned Yeah. I mean it's it's interesting to call it a stomp. It's so it feels so sombre to me.
1: <laughs> well <laughs> If you if you heard the Bob Wills band playing behind it, you'd think differently.
0: So yeah, how did they change his version, and how did he
1: play along with them? He didn't play with them. He just did his thing, and then the band would come in and play, uh, you know. I don't know. I don't (laughs) miss Molly chords or something like that, which is an old Bob Wills standard, right? And and then he'd go back in and do the tune. Because they couldn't play with him. <laughs> yeah, interesting.
0: So yeah. he would just like wait while they played, or they yeah, would be directing. You know. Okay. <laughs> like, like literally conducting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With what is Bo? <laughs> Whatever. Interesting. Yeah. I'm gonna have yeah. to look more into that because I've only yeah. I've heard Bob. Uh, There's a
1: lot of Bob Wells uh, in from movies in uh, on YouTube. So if you look that up, you'll you'll see. Bob Wills in you know and what he what he did as he conducted he was just basically he was a showman so yeah interesting yeah. huh
0: I uh, yeah I, I didn't know anything about him I had just played enough of his tunes just when they would appear in the wild yeah in jams I didn't mm-hmm. know that he was doing any sort of shenanigans <laughs> on oh stage, yeah you know? totally, that's, totally that's lovely yeah
2: yeah
0: I'm a fan of shenanigans don't get yeah. me wrong yeah well. You have a big list of tunes and normally we would only do like one more for the episode proper. Do you want to throw a couple more in and um, well, yeah and then we'll do a uh, you yeah, sure. know uh, a, pa- a Patreon tune?
1: Let's uh, do a, a C tune. Uh, Root Hog or Die. Do you know that one? No. I don't. Let's, let's um play. this is a tune that I heard a long time ago and I don't know where I learned it from, but I don't have much on where this tune comes from. So fruit hog or die or die you you tell me. tell me what is there an lies. oxford
0: comma in there i don't know
1: <laughs> i don't know
0: all right yeah. well let's play it all right I, I have a th- I have a theory. Yeah. Maybe maybe you are, this has already re- occurred to you or to our listeners. But what if it's an imperative to to the hog? Like uh, root like seems
1: maybe, that way. Like like <laughs>
0: root for truffles yeah. or something, or, or I will eat you. <laughs> It does sound that way. Okay, great. It took me a <laughs> minute. It's like, what could that possibly yeah, yeah. mean? So I think we have time for one more before we say goodbye. Okay. Uh, thanks so much for having having some tunes with me. This is well, really lovely. You're and welcome. And me some thank stories. You, thank you for asking me. Yeah.
1: Uh, what do you want to play for our final tune? Uh, I think I'm going to do this tune called Lake Erie. It's from John Sharp, and it's in the key of A.
0: Okay, must be an inspiring body of water. <laughs> I haven't spent much time I don't know. There. I've,
1: I've been there. I wouldn't, <laughs> no, I'm not a fan. wouldn't say so. <laughs> you know, you can... Uh, it's not the lake that catches on fire. No, that was the, the uh, river in Cleveland. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah.
0: Well, it all pales in comparison to the Olympic Peninsula, which is, yeah. must have been part of your reason yeah. for coming here. Yeah. You can support Get Up In The Cool by sharing the show with a friend or sharing and liking the video posts on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Help fund this podcast by signing up at patreon.com slash Cool. Make sure to follow my old-time trio Tall Poppy String Band on social media for tour dates and announcements. Check the link in the show notes for Get Up In The Cool merch and wrap your favorite old-time podcast at the next Fiddler's Convention. Visit pitchforkbanjo.com for my instructional Clawhammer banjo series or to schedule a lesson with me. Check out my other podcast, Think Outside the Box set, available in all the same places as Get Up in the Cool. And again, everything I just mentioned is linked in the show notes for this episode in your podcast app. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening.
2: Come back same time next week to Get Up in the Cool.